Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan, it is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. For the next hour, leading you up to the fantasy best friends forever. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, and Wall Street, Matt Medica over there in the Get Money Corner. We got you covered on today's program. We're going to take a look back at some of the players that need to bounce back in 2018, talk about what went wrong in 2017, if they can improve in 2018 and be an asset to your fantasy football team. Also got a couple other news items we want to get into around the NFL. I'm looking at this. Ed Ward has been trending on Twitter for the last three hours or so, so I'll touch on that a little bit, but it's really a, a cool piece of audio that the guys might remember about Ed Ward that I thought about it immediately when this situation came up, so we'll get into that. And then plus I'm going to talk about direct messages today. Because I sent the direct message a little bit a little bit earlier ago, you feel what I'm saying? And um I wanna see if I wanna see who has the strongest DM game. So we got that coming up on the program this hour right here. A lot of the dudes here got girlfriends so they or wives, whatever, so they not the DM game is not too strong. Me myself, strong DM game. All in kid Jake Seeley. Uh, welcome in, sir. How do, how are you how are you doing and how was your father's day weekend? <laughs> I don't have any kids, so it was good. It was good for my dad. And uh, everything else. It was, it's a good weekend. Ooh. Getting ready for the exclusive bitch baggage. Just any busy. barbecuing, cookouts, anything, water parks, anything like that? No, no. Like I said, blame Scott. I'm busy getting ready for this package thing. Grinding. I was out there grinding too. I'm, I'm seven rounds in to a newly refined round by round um guide. So that'll be done tonight. And then Scott and Jake, y'all get over there and email uh, and uh, edit that. And it's going to be a tough edit because I'm just getting started. I got to get warmed up again. <laughs> Full disclosure before you even look at it. You know what I'm saying? Wall Street, Matt Medica, my man, how you doing, buddy? How was your Father's Day weekend? Uh, you know, it was good. Uh, a lot of food I ate yesterday. And uh, what I'll say about DMs is never send a DM you're not willing to walk away from. Yeah, there you go. So there you go, Matt Medica, not the direct messenger, but shooters shoot and I'm a shooter. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later on, and hopefully I get a reply. While I'm on the broadcast today, shout out to the Goon Squad. Of course, you want to get involved. Telephone number, as always, 844-843-6879. Now, let's hop right into talking about some of these players that need to bounce back. And let's grab the donkey by the tail. And that is Oakland Raider wide receiver Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, more or less, last year had a middle of the second round ADP. In 2016, Cooper was 83 receptions, 1,153 yards, five touchdowns. Last year... Going around the same place he went in, uh, the, the previous year, those numbers dipped almost in half. 48 receptions, 680 yards. He had the seven touchdowns, and most of them, like, you know, he had that one big, tremendous game in the middle of the season. Then he picked it up a tiny little bit towards the end. Listen, I'm the Amari Cooper guy. I think Amari, Amari Cooper is an elite-level talent who one day will progress to be one of the top players in the NFL. But I'll be 100% honest with you. Jake was saying last year, listen, son is no more than a junior varsity Brandon Cooks, and I'm like, not this kind of talent, not not no, Miami Northwestern and Liberty City, not the University of Alabama. 
that's not who Amari Cooper is. Jake, Amari Cooper last year at times, screw a JV Brandon Cooks. He looked like a freshman Brandon Cooks. <laughs> he looked like a high school Brandon Cooks. Look, the <laughs> fact is, the only good thing here is not even the Gruden effect. It's not even the Derek Carr can play better effect. It's not, forget everything else. Here's the big factor is even if Amari Cooper stays who Amari Cooper is, which I don't know that he's going to get much better at this point because, you, as you said, I've never been the Amari Cooper supporter. I've never been the truther and all that type of stuff. I will give him one credit is he's still only 24. He's got three years Crazy. in the league. He's still only 24. So he still has potential and he still has a good skill set. But let's just say he doesn't improve. Let's say he's the same Amari Cooper we've known. Go back to two years ago, 130 targets. Go back to last year, around 90. So really, if you look at the fact that Crabtree is gone and they bring in Nelson, who Nelson is basically looking at, I mean, you got to hope he has anything left at this point. If you just get a Cooper back to 120, 130 targets, which should happen if Derek Carr is out there and there is any improvement under Gruden, then he's going to be back to being a high-end wide receiver too, which is the Cooper that the problem is he shows up for six weeks, he disappears for six, and then the other games mixed in between are kind of like, eh, okay. It's those high-end weeks that gets everybody excited because he goes for 150 and two, but then he doesn't total that for the next three games. All right, um, Matt Medica, you, you wasn't as dedicated as to Amari as I was last season, but you do had you showed Amari some love, right? Yeah, well, look, yeah, I think, you know, for the points that both of you said, I mean, 23 years old, he'll be 24 this year. It's It's been, uh, I mean, last season was a train wreck, no matter yeah. how Actually, you want to look. Happy birthday, Amari Cooper, by the Today's way. Today's his birthday? Look at that. Yep. Well, look Sy- at God. Synergy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to play his number but, today. But uh, look, I mean, look what he was able zero, to zero, do. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Sorry, Jay. Matt. We could just go 50 for his like, uh, catch percentage. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> You know, he's got to catch the ball more. But, you know, without Michael Crabtree there, unless you really believe in Jordy having a sizable stake in this offense, uh, Bryant seems like he's getting suspended again. I mean, I guess Seth Roberts is still a rummaging thing. around yeah, somewhere uh-huh. in the back of the locker room. So, But, I mean, the opportunity is there for this kid. And if he was to break out, are we going to be, like, shocked? Everybody's been waiting for it. I know he's put up 1,100 and just under 1,100-yard seasons. Yeah. Uh, Gruden has hinted he wants this to be the guy that, you know, runs the offense. So if you just look at it on target share alone, he should be a viable source, but he needs to catch the damn ball. All right, let's talk about 12-team redrafts. I'm seeing the latest one I did, which was June 3rd, so I need to get back in there and get another one done. Latest one I did was June 3rd. He was on the 3-4 turn, the first player drafted in the first round, Matt Medica. He's on this team as the person's Fourth wide receiver, so more or less a flex option. This person started four wides. I'm never going to start four wides, but let's talk about Cooper as a wide receiver three. Are you buying it? As a wide receiver three, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely buy that. Uh, as much as I love wide receivers and I'm always pro wide receiver, the whole zero running back thing, I think people take it out of context. I don't go, I never rarely go four wide receivers. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it once in a blue moon, but when the, you know, when the bag is on the line, as you like to say, it's going to be a modified that. version. Yeah. And that article that, Everybody re- relates to zero RB. He picked Jamal Charles at one five. Right, Everybody so, needs to remember that. All right, so now all in, kid. Here we go. This this pick right here on the three four turn. When you come to roster construction, two running backs to start your draft. Three four, you come back. Let's just say you go T Y Hilton, Amari Cooper. 
No, well, first of all, there's no way on earth I'm pairing those two together. That that's just that is yeah, risky. Yeah, you, you, that's DFS. That's what just, about one of the I'll Vikings receivers? Yeah, no, so, no, no yeah, Vikings oh, receivers going to last that long. Vikings receivers oh, going to go in the middle I'm of the third. Sure, I'm not sure. Diggs, Diggs is going around there. Here's the problem. I got one for you, Jake. Demarius Thomas, Amari Cooper, three, four turn. Well, no, 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 because uh, my point being is no matter okay. what you say, I'm not taking him on the three, four turn. Okay. I'll take him on the four, five turn. I'll take him later because I want him as what I've always wanted Cooper as is even Deshaun Jackson in his prime. Let's be like even the 1100 yards. Let's talk about the good version. Let's, you know, not tongue in cheek jokes aside. He's Deshaun Jackson in his prime. 1100 yards, six, seven touchdowns. Trying to figure out when those are going to happen is frustrating. It's kind of similar if you want to make the baseball comparison to like a Julio Tehran. It's like you just got to start him every single time out. You're going to get the bad. But if you try to play mix and match, you might miss the good. So you just have to keep him in your lineup because of the talent. So Amari Cooper, I want as my wide receiver three because I don't want that volatility as my one or two. I can live with it as my number two if I come quick back around with another wide receiver and maybe get Emmanuel Sanders as my number three in a PPR, okay. with like something like that. So to your Demarius Thomas situation, it's not bad. I could see doing it. I'm just not going to I'm not going to draft him at the three, four turn. I'd be looking at the four five turn. All right. Um, Jordy Nelson. And he's not going to he's not going to make it to me. No, no, he's not. And and I'll take him as I'll I'll take the gamble at the three four turn. I like listen if it's if I I like him as a three. If I got him as a two, it's not gonna be a lot of money on that league. You feel what I'm saying? That'd be a hundred fifty a fifty dollar league. You know what I'm saying? If I have to go into running back, running back, and going there with Cooper as a two, if I'm putting the extreme bag up, he gonna be on my team. He's gonna be a three. I'll buy him in an auction because I can probably get a discount in an auction. All right, Jordy Nelson last season starts off fine coming back from the torn ACL. You know what Jordy Nelson is, a beast, Aaron Rodgers, BFF, the apple of his eye. Nelson starts off good, Rodgers gets hurt, then Nelson falls off a effing cliff. End of the season, 53 receptions, 482 yards, six touchdowns, most of those coming early with Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams was still able to um, play well. with uh, what's the, I forgot the stiff they had at quarterback. Kid from UCLA. Hundley. Huh? Hundley. Yeah, Hundley. Yeah, Brett Hundley. Um, so, whatever. Still work for Devontae Adams. Jordy Nelson, Jake, is it age, the Aaron Rodgers injury? What do you expect from Nelson this year? I don't think he bounces back to 90-something receptions and 13, 14 touchdowns, but is it a better season than a 53 receptions, 482, six touchdown season on deck for Jordy Nelson now as a member of the Oakland Raiders? No, because you said most, it was all six of his touchdowns came in those first four yep. games. And the fact was, is he never totaled more than 80 yards in any of those games. Never, not once. The fact is, Jordy Nelson's life support was just alive because Aaron Rodgers was that quarterback. Once Aaron Rodgers was not a quarterback, somebody pulled the plug. And that's really what it is. There's nothing left here. I don't know what the Raiders are expecting to get out of him at this point of his career. Maybe they're hoping that Derek Carr can be... 80, 90% of Aaron Rodgers those first four weeks. And now you got Jordy Nelson as a red zone threat, but he's going to be working out of slot because that's where he needs to be at this point. You hope he can score some touchdowns for fantasy purposes. Uh, he's a wide receiver five. I'm not even interested in the honest. I, I haven't had him in one draft and I've already done, I think almost 10. Going to the ninth, 10th round of draft, Matt Medica, Jordy Nelson, more a, a bench play for the most part, right? Would you be comfortable throughout the bye weeks throwing Jordy Nelson into your flex or, or, or into one of your wide receiver spots? I mean, if I'm comfortable, but if I had to do it, I guess. I, look, Gruden brought the guy in. The thing about uh, Jordy Nelson, what made him so good was he was able to separate. We saw Jordy running down the field, and there was, there was nobody around him. 
that was one of the uh, aspects of his game. He had one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. So, you know, Derek Carr's not one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. Not he, right now. He's, he's a good quarterback. Not right now. I'm, I'm not bashing with him. I'm not bashing Derek Carr, but I'm saying he's not Aaron Rodgers. Okay, no doubt. And Jordy Nelson is not the Jordy Nelson of the past. All right, so let me throw this out to y'all right quick. Jordy Nelson or Devontae Parker, Matt? I'll probably take the gamble Parker. on Devontae Parker. Here. Jake? Parker, it's not a question. At the point where there's no, there's no reason to take Nelson. You might, you go for the upside. Mm-hmm. All right, so so I, I I'll work my way down. Jake, Jordy Nelson or Sterling Shepard? Shepard, keep going. You got wow. like Shepherd, twenty no. more wide receivers. I, I keep love Sterling. <laughs> Jordy Nelson or Kelvin Benjamin? Kelvin Benjamin. Benjamin's the number one. I mean, as much yeah, as Benjamin's the number it. one option. He's the only receiver there. <laughs> it might be a Peterman quarterback in, but all right, Jordy Nelson or Kenny Galladay. Oh, Kenny Galladay. Galladay. All right. Kenny Galladay. Listen, he's about to be off the damn board in a minute. Jordy Nelson or... But he should be at the very end. Cam Meredith. I'll, I'll take the shot on Cam Meredith. Say, same, Jake, take the shot on Cam Meredith? Yeah, flip a coin at that point. All right, at that point, you flip a coin. Jordy Nelson or Calvin Ridley? I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I, I'll go Jordy there. But these are guys that same, should be going same investment. super late. Same investment. Yeah, that's another. That's a fair one. But they get, look at what we're talking about here. I mean, I, I'm in. Rookie. I'm in the 13th round of this draft. Yeah, so that's where he should <laughs> yeah. be going. But Jordy's going in 10. Oh, I'm not going to pay 10. Nobody's going to pay 10 for Jordy. I'm not going to pay 10 for Jordy. Look, I. Yeah. He's one of my favorite players to watch over yeah. the last few years and stuff. But you know, at some. That's why the Patriots are so good. They say goodbye to players. Fantasy uh, players need to have that same mindset. Here's- Here's the only way I'll pay the 11th, Corey, is if this Martavis Bryant suspension actually happens. If he's okay. done for the year, because now Seth Roberts is their number three again, and the rest of that team is just quit, he might be force-fed. It might be what we were just joking about with Cooper. He might get force-fed 120 targets if he only catches half is 60. So you might get some production there just because Marta- – like, you know, I told you this. My bold prediction was Martavis Bryant was going to outscore Jordy Nelson. Well, if he's suspended, that kind of throws everything out the window. Rasball, Rudy Gamble coming up after the break. 844-843. Spend a couple moments with him. 844-843-6879. Let's go out to my man. Pop the seal for the week. The homie, Steven in Massachusetts. Steve, what's good with you, brother? How was your weekend? It was good. Good. I uh, got got to enjoy it a little bit. Uh, the weather was nice, so I got to hang out and uh, have a good time. Hey, Steven. How about you? Nah, same thing, Steven. I ain't yeah. had the kids with me, but they both FaceTimed me, so I was comfortable with that. I was getting some work done and stuff like that. Steve, are you a D- do you, do, are you, do you, are you a DMer? Do you shoot your shot, Steve, to the young ladies on social media? Do you, are you a DMer? <laughs> uh, once in a while. I mean, I, I, sometimes I, I, I find it easier to, to, to try to approach them. Cause I don't know how some women feel. Like if like if you just try to sl- try to slide in there, I don't know. I don't know if they. they Steven, shooters. Steven, you must not be. Like, you must not be a shooter because shooters shoot. Steven, you know what I'm saying? Slide. Yeah, and, and yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I've had my shots where I tried to I tried to shoot for the moon. I, I tried to make something happen. I mean, I I've seen like I've seen some guys that they made uh they turned uh, water into wine. So. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you sound kind of like Amari Cooper. You got like that fifty percent catch rate. All right, on. so let's go, Stephen. Let's get your question before we hit. <laughs> let's get your question before we hit the break, Stephen. All right, so um, it's it was about the Lions' running game because I remember I had a uh, Amir Abdul last year. He, and he was He was on and off. Yeah, yeah, pretty yep. that, that You definitely got that right. He definitely sucked. So I, they drafted this the, that rookie. Yeah, they got the kid. They got the kid out of and, – and, and thanks thanks a lot for your phone call, Stephen. They got the kid, my man, out of Auburn. 
Carryon Johnson. He goes in there, projects to be the lead back. Steven, I love him. I'm going to be heavily owned. Jake, this, Jake don't think it's going to happen, though. So, Jake, I'll let you. We got a minute to the break, Jake. Tell, tell Steven why you don't like it. Uh, just because it's the timeshare backfield. Garrett Blunt's not going to not get carries at short yards and then goal line. Theo Riddick is not going to stop being Theo Riddick. And just do the math right there. You're talking about six to eight carries. You're talking about six to eight touches, mostly in the passing game. Even if you just give all carries to Blunt, all receptions to Theo Riddick, you're still only left with about 12 to 17 at the most per game for on Johnson. I'm just not going to invest in a running back with that low of a volume every single week. What do you got, Matt? I'm a little more optimistic. I'm not as high as you are in the yeah. game. But I'm theoretic will always be theoretic. I think he could use put blunt to the side. Motown Monday. <laughs> hey. Hey, don't forget about it. <laughs> we come back on the other side, spend a few moments with uh, uh, Rudy Gamble from Rasball. And then um, we'll get um, get into this Ed Water story a little bit. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Fantasy football friends, the FNTSY radio. You can keep it rocking for a little bit, JP. Motown Monday. Come on. You know, when Jay, I was talking JP, but like, yo, it's Motown Monday. He was like, what's that? And I was like, I know you 12. That's why you don't know what Motown <laughs> is. I know our next guest will know what Motown is. It is my man um, from Rasball. Rudy Gay from Rasball. Rudy, what up with you, buddy? What up? I do know my Motown. Yeah, there you go. Ain't no mountain high enough, Rudy. Ain't no mountain high enough from that's, keeping that's, you from winning tout wars every damn year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that. Is that is that Marvin and Tammy? Ain't no mountain high Ain't enough. No, it's Marvin Gay and Tammy yeah. Terrell. Very good. That is correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I know. Yeah. Tout. I. I, I have. Uh, I feel like I've cashed in all my luck chips and tout all the good fortune. Everything. Like I feel like I could pick up like. Uh, Hecaveria on Tampa Bay, and suddenly he'll become like uh, he'll go like he'll become Francisco Lindor overnight. I, I meant to call you Rudy Gamble, not Rudy Gay. I'm thinking about Rudy Gay because I was talking about DMing earlier and how shooters shoot, and uh, Rudy Gay's a shooter, um, much like I am, but not only a basketball court, but I'm a DMer. I'm, I'm a shooter. I'm a shooter shoot guy. What about you, Rudy? You are you have you have a wife, or, or do you do you or do you or do you shoot your shot on social media? I see you talking to fantasy stats. Do you are you a shot shooter, or, or are you a happily committed man? I'm a happily committed man. Good. Don't worry about that, Dan Rudy. Let's not, <laughs> let's not start that. Let's not start no rumors. All right. So what's going on with you today? We talking about some bounce back plays and stuff like that, Rudy. I was curious of your thoughts on Joe Mix in this upcoming season. Yeah, um, I'm a, I'm in Austin, Texas, so we uh, we are not big fans of Joe Mixon. I uh, give from his senior days, and uh, we're also uh, not big fan of some of his extracurricular stuff. Um, but as a as a craven fantasy player, I was a big fan of Mixon last year. I think I had him ranked pretty high 
you know, once he, once he took over the role. Um, so I, I mean, the thing is he's, he's shown the ability to run and he's really good uh, catching balls and getting him out in the open. So Cincinnati was just a dumpster fire last year. I still like Bernard to get in a decent amount of snaps, but I mean, I think Nixon's pretty solid player for both standard and, and PPR. All right, let me ask you this. You said you mentioned the off-the-field stuff that took place when he was in college. Would that ever, would that ever keep you from drafting him in fantasy? Uh, oh, I mean, everything equal. I'd rather not. I'd rather not root for him. But, you know, tell that to the people who drafted uh, Tyreek Hill last year. Mm. So, but, but as, as far as you personally, you it, have it, – it, it, for me personally, um, no. I think for fantasy, I think you just have to put some of those blinders on. Right, cool. But I, I think, um, and I mean, one of one of the things you'll see on my yeah for from from my Twitter account is yeah, I don't think uh, it's it's something you you could still draft a guy, but never forget. I know. I feel you. Go ahead <laughs> and uh, make sure like awareness is out there. Hey, Rudy. Uh, since we're talking about the bounce backs and stuff, one guy I want to ask you about is Jay Ajayi. Before I do that, uh, I got a I got a sneak peek look at uh, – we can tease this up at your depth charts and stuff. And I just want to talk about, like, the stats you look for, and I think other people should be looking for, like, you know, percentages of target share and stuff like that. And do you think that the percentage share of Jay Ajayi's rushing ability in this offense exists? Yeah, no, no, I, I like to start at the team level. Um, you know, I think I look at the Eagles and I see uh, a pretty egalitarian offense. Um, you know, I, I think Ajayi is the, the number one back, but I like, uh, I think we saw a, a good amount of performance out of Corey Clement. Um, I think, um, so I think he has, he definitely has a role there. Could be uh, red, could be red zone, could be, um, more of a, a hardcore runner. I think uh, Ajayi is a little more of a home run hitter. I mean, I, I like Ajayi this year, but I I do see Doug Peterson as a coach who's not going to turn him into a 300 carry guy. I think uh, I think you see him as that the goal should be give him 200 carries, get him some receptions, um, and keep him fresh because um, there's you know while he could be a a bell cow back. I think you know the more you run him, the less he's going to have uh, the spring in his legs for home runs. You've got guys like Clement and uh, Sproles in there to uh, to give snaps as well. Where are we going, Corey? Yeah, yeah, go you want me? Yeah, no, yeah, okay. hop in here, Jake. It's all in kid, Jake Seeley. <laughs> I didn't know we were going around the table here. Uh, what are you doing today, Rudy? If you're drafting with the Andrew Luck situation and T.Y. Hilton, are you? Kind of assuming everything's fine with Luck and you'll take T.Y. Hilton in the second, third round, or are you just staying away right now? Um, I mean, I'm not drafting Luck except, you know, maybe late round and like a best ball as your second or third, just knowing he's got like that upside. Um, For Hilton, I don't think that it doesn't really change my mind too much. Um, And I've found that I'm not seeing, I'm looking where I have Hilton. Right now I've got Hilton 17th for wide receivers. And that's, that's with, you know, a healthy amount of luck. I think it goes down a little bit, but um, I think that, I mean, the thing I like about Hilton is that he's, you know, when they pass and their defense is going to ensure that they have to pass a lot. 
um, he's going to get a, a healthy share. Last year was really fluky where there just seemed like games. He disappeared. I think he was just probably depressed with, uh, the overall team. All right. Talking with my man, Rudy Gamble, Rasball in the building right here on the fantasy football frenzy. Hey, Rudy, let me ask you about, um, some of these other players that I've been taking an interest in so far this season and kind of want to see where they, uh, where people think they're going to line up at. Baltimore Raven running back situation. Kenneth Dixon get back in the mix this year. Alex Collins. And then God knows what happens after that. They might pull somebody up the scrap heap. You know how the Baltimore Ravens do. What do you, how would you uh, value, evaluate the Ravens running back this year? Um, Alex Collins in some early drafts that I've seen is kind of going in that fourth, fifth round range and had uh, those rookie backs like Ronald Jones and Sony Michelle. But right after guys like Kenyon Drake, Jay Ajay, and Deion Lewis. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's one of the tougher ones. I think um, I think Collins is definitely the lead runner, um, and I have him at about a little more than fifty percent of the rushes. I think uh, hit from a in a PPR standpoint, I think his value is going to go down. I do. I would rather. I, I don't think he's. That's not his strength. I think Dixon and particularly Javoris Allen are better at that. Javoris slash Buck Allen. I forget which. Yeah. Yeah, he goes by either. Um, but, um, no, no, I mean, I think Collins was definitely uh, – people were slow on the uptick with him last year. Um, and he's, he's, a, he's a solid runner, and uh, he seems like the type of back that's a good fit for Baltimore. But um, I don't – you know, I think uh, games where, where they're trailing, he's going he's gonna to sit more for the, for the other two. Dixon's just that wild card. Um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, if you said there, there's probably some chance that, that Dixon, uh, gets really hot and turns into more of a job share with Collins for even just first and second downs. But for now I'm, I'm liking Collins. I mean, I like the guys you mentioned. I like Drake better than him. Okay. For cool. sure. You like Kenyon Drake better. Uh, All right. Cool. Hey, well, thanks for hopping on the program with us, taking a couple moments, Rudy. Thank you and, and enjoy you for hopping on and, uh, Good luck. Have a good season. You can follow him on Twitter at Rudy Gamble as, as the Rasball gets ready to ramp up their fantasy football stuff. Good talking to you, my man. Thanks, guys. All right, eight four four. Who is this person in the studio like that? Oh, it's Nando, <laughs> the great Nando Defito. How you doing, Nando? It's hot in this joint, Nando. You see, I'm sweating. That's why I wore shorts today. I'm glistening <laughs> on your YouTube screen. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Telephone number get involved. You got to turn it back on though, Nando, because after you turn it off, you might just you might come out of here looking crazy in this joint. All right, so big story on social media today. Matter of fact, he's the fourth uh, trending topic nationwide. Is former ESPN reporter Ed Werder. Ed Water. Now Ed, you know, was was part of the massive layoffs last year at the Worldwide Leader. Um, so he's jobless right now. For what I know, I mean, he got a podcast and stuff. Water covered the Dallas Cowboys for years for ESPN. And I've always thought if you cover the Dallas Cowboys, you shouldn't be out of work because people like the Dallas Cowboys. I've never really had a problem with Water's job. Him and Terrell Owens had gotten to a thing a few years ago. Apparently it was a beef in the Dallas Cowboy locker room. This is one of those Tony Romo seasons. T.O. was still there. Cowboys supposed to be great. A lot of turmoil, whatever the case may be. And there was some leaks and stuff coming out of the locker room saying that T.O. was the problem. Well, T.O. firmly believed that it was Jason Witten that, it was, that was saying that these things. But so what happened was Ed Werder and T.O. got into it in the Cowboy locker room to the point where T.O. stopped speaking to Ed Werder. So then you, that, you had Ed Werder there, 
and then you had him getting laid off last year. Well, today on Twitter, a young lady, um, Christine, I think her name is Charlotte, excuse me, Charlotte Wilder from Sports Illustrated, a company that I work for also, tweeted out a job announcement that they had at SI for an entry-level journalist, excuse me, entry-level journalist. Um, her tweet was, if you can stand sitting near me in the office, this is a very cool opportunity, especially if you're a woman trying to get into sports. You should read, you should, uh, you should message me, my DMs are open. Not for, not for shooting shots. But for <laughs> applying <laughs> for, you know, interest in the job. Now, Edward quotes the tweet, right, retweets it, quotes it, and said, so men need apply or others ineligible? Now, this carries on. It's a back and forth for a long thing. Edward is still getting tweeted. He just recently tweeted, my intention was to advocate for an inclusive, an, an inclusive process. I didn't mean to offend anyone. Quite the opposite. Taking a lot of heat, Matt Medica, on Twitter for saying, you know, are men not encouraged to apply? Now, 10% of the workforce in the sports media are female, and the other 90% happen to be men. What do you think about this situation, man, if I just ask your opinion on the fantasy football frenzy? I think if I'm a, a CEO of a company, I'm going to hire the best talent. Uh-huh. It should be based on talent. Do I want a diverse pool? Yes. Which they have, like I said, I work in SI, which they have there. I, I just think if it was sent out, if I sent something out, if I was a CEO and I sent out, look, you know, if you're a hardworking guy, this is a great opportunity for you. Yeah. The backlash would be unbearable. I, I think we got to stop with this, you know, identification stuff and all that. If I'm getting a heart surgery, I want the best surgeon. I don't care who it is. I'm apt for letting everybody be involved and all that. But you got to look at it as... Should the best person not get the job? So, so would you would you you would you would you would uh, put the best qualified person over creating a diverse newsroom? Yeah, I think you're going to get the best product, and then you can allow people to come in and groom them in a different way. But this is an entry level position. I, I understand that, but you know, it's it shouldn't just be. Well, if if you're a girl, we're just going to take you, or if you're this, we're going to take you over everybody else. That's what it's right. pretty much insinuating. That's what you think it sounds like? It sounds like to me. All right. What do you think, All-In Kid? Okay, so this is it, here's the problem. He shouldn't have done it where he did it. And that's why, like, I, I talked to you before the show, and I'm yeah. always sketchy about talking about these things because it's such a brief amount of time that we can. I've always done something my former pastor did when he moved up to New York. He's actually right by you guys. As he always said, he's not going to engage in those type of topics and, like, you know, sexual identity, like, all that stuff. He's like, I'm not going to do it online anywhere I'll talk to you in person because okay. when you do it in line, you automatically shut off 50% and it turns into, you can only get brief snippets at the time. And kind of like what Edward or went down the path, he went down with all the tweets, it shuts down an open dialogue. And that's what we need. See where I agree with Matt is a hundred percent. It should just always go to who is the most qualified. The problem is you're also dealing with a precedent of that not being the case. Because to your point about the 10%, you have African-Americans, you have women, you have all sorts of cultures and backgrounds and diversification that wasn't being made despite being the best candidate. So that's already set, and it's tough to put that in a different camp of now let's just take the best applicant because you have that. It's it's tough to separate the two if you understand what I'm saying. So I understand what his point was. He was just trying to say, you know, if you have all if you have 10 applicants and three are equal across the board and you can't make the decision, but you're going to immediately go to the women because you want a woman to have that job. 
I understand his point. The problem is, is trying to explain that on Twitter, trying to do it the way he did was poor. And it still looks bad no matter what way you do it. I'm with Matt. I would, you can't do it, but I would just prefer a blind resume. You look down at the resume and say, you know what? This person's the most qualified. But, you know, when you do this type of stuff, you have to hear audio. You have to see video and stuff, whatever. So that's that's my issue with it is I want the best candidate. I don't care what race, religion, culture, background. I don't care what you are. I want the best candidate. But the problem is because it's a bad situation already, it's tough to do that. Let's just, well, let's just take the gender out of it. Right? Let's take the gender out of it. Say it was two men apply for a job. One is a good-looking guy. The other guy is more schlubbiest looking. Oh. Yeah. Good luck, guys. Go get the job. Good luck. If they had the same credentials, people are going to hire the good-looking gentleman. All right. So let me let me let me ask let me ask let me ask it this. Let me ask you this way. Hold on. I'll get to that point. I'm going to quote a comedian I just saw over the weekend, and he was saying about the ugly-looking people. So you've never seen a really good-looking hobo. Like, <laughs> you're an impressive, you're an impressive streetwalker. Um, do you have a problem? Any of you? I start with you, Matt. Okay, I see. Uh, I, I see where you're coming from with the Ed Water response. Do you have a problem with Charlotte Wilder's original tweet saying, especially if you're a woman trying to get into sports? I would have said, women are welcome. If you want to put that and make it like, you know, to try and get it out there. Because if, if I, say if I was in her position and I tweeted that, you know, if you're, a, if you're an Italian guy, you know, especially if you're an Italian guy. Because it's not enough in the media, yeah, in sports you know, media. You know, <laughs> it, it just, it sets this game, this kind of, this gotcha game that goes back and forth that, that I really can't stand for anymore. All right, Jake, do you have a problem with the initial tweet that uh, Wilder sent saying, especially if you're a woman trying to get into sports? Uh, see, again, it's it's wording. I understand why he did. I didn't think it was that bad, but I could see where it's inferring what's an infer. Look, the inference is if I have two equal people, I want the woman here because we need more women in the industry, which is true. We need more African-Americans in the industry. We do. But by saying that tweet, you're inferring that all things being equal, you're going to take a woman, a woman. And I understand that uh, there was probably a better way to word it. Uh, but again, we're on Twitter now. And instead of him just trying to say, hey, let's make sure the best candidate gets the job. Because he brought up a tweet after that. And he was saying, I'm going to a conference this week speaking to college students. And I want to make sure that everybody I talk to knows you all have equal opportunity based on your talent. And that was his point. But, you know, to her, you know, she probably, after thinking about it, would admit a better way to word it. But once we have this Twitter battling heads, nobody's going to back off now. Yeah, no, 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 you want now you want all the smoke. You know what I'm saying? 844-843-6879. You got Dynasty, you got Keepers, or um, whatever. We down to take those questions on the Motown Monday. I do want to talk when we come back on the other side about Marshawn Lynch and um Des Bryant and Deshaun Jackson, some of the names that people are looking for to bounce back this year. Particularly where can Des Bryant have the best opportunity to bounce back? <clears throat> now I got some great audio from this situation that Ed Warder was in a couple years ago. We'll play that when we come back on the other side. But right now, a little Jackson 5 take us to the break. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Oh, good. Some, some, this is more. More MJ. I'm an MJ guy. These headphones is broken. <laughs> we need to bring a new pair of headphones upstairs when you come, Mr. Sussman. And this is the headphones Craig used, too, so he's going he gonna, <laughs> he to be like, the weasel came in here and broke my headphones. <laughs> Telephone number to get involved with Fancy Football Frenzy. Let's continue having a good time. I do have a request for Motown Mondays. Oh, okay. So we can go out to it. What? A, what a, can we move away from the, just the Jacksons? Is like, we have a lot of Jacksons. There's, there's a lot of good. It's Motown. hard to find Motown um, uh, instrumentals, though. Okay. That's that's you see the, the people that did uh, the Motown beats was a was a group of musicians called the Funk Brothers, and they was legit sitting in the studio and played the instruments right there in the studio, and they was that's who did all like most of the Motown music until. They moved their corporate office from uh, Detroit to Los Angeles. They didn't go to Los Angeles, which I'm like, they did not have planes back then. <laughs> Why didn't they just relocate? Like, you, do you, do you don't have... I know they didn't have MP3s where they could, you know, send the music to them. But still, I would yeah, figure... That's kind of odd, but... Yeah. yeah, why didn't you just... They couldn't, you know, do move. the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just move to Los Angeles, Jack. It's not that serious. Um, all right, so... Before I get into, before we get back into some of these players, we uh, closing on Ed Water. So now, beef in the Cowboy locker room. The Cowboys ain't playing as good as they should be. Tony, this that's is familiar. This is it, don't, Mike. Don't start no. <laughs> no, this is the season where they brought in like Pac Man Jones and they had To. So it must be like '08. They had just lost to the Giants. So they figured it was gonna come back strong. Cowboys were heavy favorites coming into the year, but the Dallas Cowboy thing. Started taking place. This is after that was my quarterback. This is that the year after that, right? So they get back. So now, T.O. is doing his T.O. thing, Team Obliterator, where he's pitting Romo. He's like, "Oh, it's me on one side," and I believe Jason Garrett might have been on the staff. And it's Jason Garrett, Romo, and uh, Jason Witten on the other side, whatever. So Edward leaks the story that it was a confrontation in the locker room between T.O. and Jason Witten. Now, what ended up happening was T.O. denied it. Water goes to T.O. to interview him one day, and T.O. is like, I'm not talking to you. You report, you're reporting fake stories about what's going on in this locker room. I'm not talking to you. So it's this dude named Cowboy Chris. He's like a maniac Cowboy fan, like a dude like I would be if I lived in Dallas and didn't have a job. You would know you wear saying? cowboy boots and a cowboy hat? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So Cowboy Chris, this is before they went to the store in Frisco. This is when they was in Valley Ranch. Cowboy Chris Rolls up on Ed Water as Ed Water is doing a report, and JP dropped the exchange. Journalistic hack. It's embarrassing. I'd be embarrassed to be you as a reporter. <laughs> name your sources. Be a man, name the sources. You're a hack. You're a hack. You want to get removed? I'm on the street, so what am I doing? Order, you're a hack. You're a hack reporter. You're a hack. 
This is what you do? That's embarrassing. I'd be embarrassed to report that story. I'm on the street, sir. Water, you're a hack. You're a hack, Water. You're a journalistic hack. I loved it. I was on Cowboy Chris' side because Ed Water was starting beef in my Dallas Cowboy locker room, man. Uh, uh, Do you remember this? I, I vaguely remember, but I, my question is, did Jerry Jones like hire him as uh, player <laughs> development? He should have did that. Jake, did you remember when this happened um, about 10 years ago? Yeah, I remember it. And I, I, I mean, I, I don't agree with you because I'm not a Cowboys fan. Look, the fact is, every reporter in the history of forever doesn't reveal their sources. Otherwise, they wouldn't have any. Yeah. That's just a fact. This is, you're not going to have a job. You can go to Adam Schefter and tell us who your sources are because we'd all, first of all, we'd all love to have that and have three cell phones to get all the information before everybody else. But the fact is also, if you're a beat reporter, the whole fact of why you get some of the information you get and some of the stories you get is because of the promise of anonymity. If, if like these players can't speak out about other players or their coaches, and you're not going to get those juicy inside stories of saying, you know what, there's dissension in the locker room. You know what, somebody doesn't want this guy here anymore. Nobody supports it. Look at what's going on with the Giants. Like, you know, for the longest time, and we knew it, and then eventually we started hearing from players openly saying, and we never heard which players they were, but saying, Ben McAdoo doesn't deserve to be here. He's lost the locker room. Well, guess what? If the reporter is out there saying, hey, Landon Collins told me he doesn't want Ben McAdoo here anymore. Well, then he's not, nobody's ever going to talk to him again. Yeah, I just, I'm never a fan of when the players don't put their name on something and you start disparaging uh, other teammates or coaches. Look, I understand the difficulty of the locker room and all that uh, aspect of it, but if you're going to if you're gonna start going after somebody's livelihood or trying to force somebody out of town, I think at some point it's it's on you to put your name on it. You can't be somebody that's just going to, you know, do drive-bys and have no uh, accountability. Now, nah, dude was straight out there, like in a cowboy sweatshirt, some pajama bottoms. Oh, oh yeah, well, this is Chris. I'm, sorry. I'm not talking oh, about yeah, cowboy. Yeah. Chris. Cowboy, cowboy Chris was out there, sweatshirt, pajama bottoms, warrior your hat. And I was like, get him, Chris. cowboy Chris. Yeah. Get him, you son of a gun. Ed Water. But and today is the first time Ed Water's been in the news since then. <laughs> Every 10 years, we get an Ed Water. I wonder story. if he was on Tio's payroll at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. All right, 844 Jake, was you satisfied with Deshaun Jackson last year? Has Deshaun Jackson lost a step? Was the Bucks and Jameis Winston so just beat up and discombobulated last year that the D-Jax was just, you, you chalk it up to that? Or do you think this could be a possible bounce back? Because people have forgotten about Deshaun Jackson in drafts. I'm seeing dudes like Mike Williams go before Deshaun Jackson in some draft. Oh, Mike Williams. I would take Mike Williams in front of him as well. And I'm somebody who said, you know what? I'm surprised that Sean Jackson's going in the 14th round, which I just took him in another one. But the fact is, you know, it's satisfied in the Sean Jackson. I don't think are two words that I should have ever gone together in the first place, because mm. go back to the conversation we were having about Amari Cooper earlier. When has the Sean Jackson ever produced all 16 games? And I know that most players don't, but it's the fact of even his down is just so much worse than everybody else. He gets one catch for 13 yards. And even in his best years, it was like you were getting three points some weeks, four points some weeks, at least have a better floor than that. And that's why Deshaun Jackson's always been frustrating. You get excited about the big weeks, but that's why you want him as a wide receiver three. My biggest thing is not that I was satisfied last year. I don't think anybody was satisfied with last year. And I think that's why everybody is staying off of him this season. But it's the fact of who's behind him. And Chris Godwin, if you're talking about at this point of their careers, I think Godwin's more talented and has more to offer 
because Deshaun Jackson's really kind of hit his wall. He's kind of at the end. I think he could do better than let if he stays the number two and Godwin doesn't push him out of that spot and he's the number two all year long and James Winston plays 16 games, he'll have a better season. There's no doubt in my mind about it. I just don't know that he holds off Godwin the entire year. That's probably going to be tough for him to do because they they were talking about Godwin last mm-hmm. year. They talking about him again this year. What do you think, Matt? No, well, first off, the Godwin's fanboy club is. Is oh, large it's, and charged. No, 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 yeah, no, no. It's lit. Yeah, that's a perfect time for that. You look at two of the last three seasons, it's been disappointing. But I'll say one thing last year from watching the Bucks games, and I uh, stated it last season. It, it, to me, it kind of stood out. Jameis missed him a lot early on. Now, is he that same player he was yeah. prior? I don't think he is. In best ball, he's, he's a best ball guy. Because he does offer you the opportunity yeah, and those two or three blow-up weeks. If they're on the same page and things get copacetic and Jameis does take that step, he can win you, like, say, three weeks. And that's, that, that's big in, in, in best ball. Uh, right. But as far as, you know, redraft, I'm not as high. One thing about Deshaun Jackson, I've, I know people that live in Philadelphia and people that live in Tampa. Deshaun Jackson, notorious shot shooter. Notorious <laughs> DM. Notorious. So my, my, I shot my shot. I had to do something earlier. I shot my shot. Well, are you like Steve and you turn water into one? I'm not going to do that much. I, I did good, but see, I don't know how good I did when I shot my shot. So I said, I'm not going to read to you what I sent. Yeah, you know, I, just, I best not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So let me, the response I got was the blushing face and thank you. Is that is that what do you think about the blushing face and thank you? I would have liked more. Interaction than the I think blushing. That's a good start. It's a good start. What do you think, Jake? The blushing face and thank you. Is that a decent response when you shoot your shot? No. No? Oh. <laughs> no, I like no. The, Jake, what, what do you want back in return when you shoot your shot? Uh, you need something more. You need either them queuing you up for another question or something playful back. Just the blushing face and thank you is not, that's, that's nothing. Does that, is, that, is that the blushing face and thank you? What, what, Does it mean get out of my DM? What would have been great if they had like a Kleenex emoji? <laughs> uh, Corey, that's the polite way of if you never follow up again, it won't bother me. Yeah, I think I think yeah, you're right. So. I mean, I, I've been out of the game. I, I know I know this young lady. I we, I went to Nick's Nets with her. You know what I'm saying? But I lost a telephone number, and I was like, well, let me um. Oh, so Blake D is saying I'm going to need a good follow up. All right, so I'm so busy right now, Blake. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, don't do anything like Brett Favre would do. No, 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 no. I'm not going to send a meat mail. That I will not do. That's all I can tell I'm not sending unsolicited meat mail. I, I, I live by that rule. Do not, fellas. Has there ever been a solicited one? <laughs> Sometimes you get a solicited meat mail. Every now and then, you know. <laughs> do not send an unsolicited meat mail. I wouldn't send a solicited one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're being a married man, Matt. Back, in, if I back in your day, you wouldn't have sent a solicited meat mail? I don't know. That's that's pretty. I, uh, no. that's, no, I don't think I could do that. Even married? No, the wife loses the phone somewhere. No. Oh yeah. Oh well. Yeah, you don't want your meat hanging around all over the place. Somebody pick it up in the cafeteria. You know what I'm saying? And then you got a problem. Giant sausage phones. Jake, are you a shot shooter on social media, or, or you just do your thing in person? No, I do it on person. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you, to me, it's social kinda... media, you don't get anything. Huh? No, you said, you get this you little get thing that I got right here today, which was yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to follow up. Yeah, you're gonna have to come strong at some point. I'm gonna have to no, follow. Don't up. waste your time. 
Well, I'm, I don't want to get too deep into it, but this can happen. But I have to. I'm gonna have to go. What would Robert Ory do? He'd take another shot. Robert Ory would shoot again. <laughs> you right? J.R. Smith would <laughs> shoot again. <laughs> like, <laughs> Kobe Bryant will shoot again. Shoot a right. shoot. All right. J.R. Smith would run down the street and give the phone to somebody else. <laughs> you can shoot now. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? What the hell is going on? Having randoms the other. Yes. <laughs> Did you ever see that that gift that somebody made, Corey, where it's J.R. Smith and he, or it's somebody impersonating? He takes the ball and he runs off the basketball court and he's running down the street like past the McDonald's and he's still. I running saw that. That joint is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that joint was crazy. That out to J.R. Smith. You know they auctioning off the jersey that he won game one. It's up. Know, for, it's, it's up <laughs> it's for auction funny. right now. Yeah. I feel bad for J.R. Smith. He's a local guy. I don't feel bad for him. He's got, you know. Oh, you're right. You're right. He got ton of, He got a ton of money. He done knocked down Rihanna. There's a lot of people I yeah. can feel bad for. Yeah, he's had he's had relationship with Rihanna. So yeah, I'm not. I don't feel bad for him. He's a he's a pro athlete. Yeah, and all that. He's pro athlete. LeBron, one of LeBron James BFF, has been with Rihanna. Yes, I, I'm, I'm not. Bad. You're right, Matt Matika. I do not feel bad. <laughs> man. This is this is completely off topic, but I want to ask you guys because I don't know how. Else, if you saw, so, I went to King's Dominion over the weekend with my buddy. Yeah, I love. If King's you saw Dominion. this in the bathroom, would you tell the parent? The kid walked up to the toilet, stuck his finger in the toilet, and then put it in his mouth. Oh, cause I wouldn't tell the parent, but I would like, kid, what the hell? Was this he? Was he slow? Like that's that's uh, disgusting. He was he was like eight years old. I actually I asked my buddy. I was like, did that just happen? Like, cause I didn't, I didn't believe it at first. I mean, you gotta say something, don't you? Like oh, heads up, disgusting. your kid. Disgusting. Drank pee. But you still, but still, you got. I mean, at that point, you can't cry over spilled milk. You know what I'm I, saying? I don't tell people how to raise their kids and yeah. tell people how to you know take care of their dogs. So, oh no, man! But you First might want to like, hey, you know what? I'm all of a sudden having disease growing out of his mouth. No, you're right. And then you're trying to wonder what happened. And then you'd be like, well, you could. I, I just think the parent is just going to take offense. Yeah. Because, you know, my kid would never do oh, that. Oh, no. I was in TJ Maxx on 125th Street the other day, and there was these two little girls running around crazy. They was running around. And I'm thinking to myself, well, where is this woman? Where is this, where is this child, these kids' parents at? Right? So they was running around. So they had, like, ran close to this lady's shopping cart, and she stopped. And she was like, where are your parents at? And I was like, oh, you got to be very <laughs> careful when it comes to interacting with other people's kids. You don't play with their kids, especially black people. <laughs> I, was, I, was at, I was at a graduation party like a week ago, and some little kid gave me the finger at the party, and I, I was wanting to, like, snap it. <laughs> What'd you do, Matt? <laughs> I, I, I just smiled for All right. And, and Brandon, in the chat, Brandon says, shoot your shot. If she didn't like you, she wouldn't have replied. That's true, too. I, I think she's maybe wanting no. more. She's, she's, you know, she, she gave you a volley, you know. Are you going to send it home? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she sp- didn't. You, you she don't think so, spike. Jake? She watched the spike land at her feet, and then she said, nice spike. <laughs> <laughs> nice spike. Cute. Well, I, I want to hear the See, follow-up that blushing, that bl- I mean, Okay, I'll follow you. I, no, no, I'll no. do. The I'll bl- follow the up. blushing emoji doesn't mean jack squat these days. You I, don't I, think so? I, I, no, because I even think it's weird, but I've actually had guys send it. Oh, no, I would no, find don't that do weird. that. No, I would find that weird, too. If somebody... I, I got a question about emojis. Yeah. What is the guy with the cowboy hat on? I mean, I like to just send it, so I don't know what that means. Am I, I don't know what the guy with the cowboy hat on Am I sending on something freaky out or something? I would hope not, Matt. <laughs> yeah, would... don't, don't send the eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my point, Corey. It's not everybody interprets them the same way. So the blushing face just might just be like, oh, ha-ha, smile face, kind of hesitant. Oh, okay. So... You're right. That could be hesitancy. I don't know. I'm going I'm to I'm 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 reshoot today, and I'll report back tomorrow. 
Now the eggplant. I know the face you want to see, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, the, <laughs> the eggplant emoji. You know, everybody gets the eggplant emoji, but I saw the stupidest. I saw the craziest thing. I saw the eggplant emoji with a vein in it, and I was like, "Come on, y'all! He's <laughs> taking it too far now." <laughs> Before we was, it was it was family friendly, but now the eggplant emoji is a little bit too much. All right, Marshawn, let's close the show on Marshawn Lynch before the BFFs come off. About it, YouTube. YouTube, I, I'll shoot my shot tonight. Get back to you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks, Goon Squad, for rocking with us. And um, we get y'all on the phones tomorrow, and everybody chill. Jake Marshawn Lynch, I would say last year was a, was was a, was a dud, was a bust. This year he's gonna be sharing the backfield with, with Doug Martin. Is Marshawn Lynch somebody we can put on our fantasy teams, or just Marshawn Lynch is on the Oakland Raiders to get some more money? No, I actually have Marshawn Lynch in a lot of my drafts so far nice. because he's going in like the sixth round, especially in non PPR. Here's the fact: is like you said it. Look at the second half of last year, and look at the second half, and then think in the back of your mind. The dude didn't do anything for the prior year besides run around the world and give everybody Skittles. I mean, the, he hadn't played football in over a year. And then if you look at the second half, you can argue getting back into the game flow, getting into shape. He had a very productive second half. Now, I'm not drafting him as an RB2, but if you're going to give him to me in the sixth round, he's not. He's my flex running back. I'm, uh, I love Marshawn Lynch. Beast mode. I love Skittles, too. I'm a big, uh, yeah, big Skittles guy. But, I mean... I'm probably going to take somebody else in the city. And Jake's right. He did do nice things. I just, I don't feel like I can trust him. Something can go awry. You know, we see what he does during games. He's on the other, he's, you know, fights are breaking out. He's hanging out with the other team. I'm like, what's happening? And this, I've never been a Doug Martin guy. Doug Martin sucks, son. Yeah, for some reason, John Gruden brought him in. AP, everybody on the fourth floor. Young Liam down there told me he's a shooter. I'm proud, yeah, of, really? I'm proud of him. Nobody else down there is a shooter besides young Liam. Even JP is 19 and got a girlfriend that he had for 12 years now. <laughs> so no, no, nobody's a shooter. So shooters unite on the program tomorrow. I don't know what we're going to talk about yet. We'll figure it out. Eroto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package be coming out um, sometime this week. Looking forward to that. I got to go finish up the draft by draft report a little bit. A little more Jacksons to take us out. Get some Marvin Gaye, Tammy, some Terrell, Smokey Robinson in the mix too. Otis move through Motown Monday. The All In Kid, Jake Seeley for Wall Street, Matt Medica. Matt Medica, excuse me, Corey Boston, the fantasy executive. We out.